to My Business Playbook, where we pull back the curtain on the steps and missteps of successful people. You'll hear a raw and unfiltered play-by-play of what's worked and what hasn't, giving you helpful advice and insights so you can build your dream business. I'm your host, Laura Higgins, and this is My Business Playbook. Well, hello, my friends. We are so close to Christmas. Oh my goodness. I hope that you're enjoying Mariah Carey. I hope that work is kind of winding up for you. Winding up, winding down, (laughs) winding down. That's what we want. Um, I am just so excited for a break. I've got to tell you this year, and I say this every year, actually, November is the time to take a holiday. It's, it's the right time because if you take a break in November, you get to December and you actually feel good. Uh, I didn't take a break in November this year and next year I've already got it blocked out. <laughs> so I hope that as you finish the year, I hope that you're feeling good. I hope that you've got a really good break planned because it's really important that we take time to rest and to recover. Now, if you're kind of like me and you're always thinking ahead and you're always thinking about like ways that you can grow and what you're going to do next year, you're going to love this episode because if you are wanting to add video to your strategy in 2023 and hot tip, I highly recommend that you do. Uh, We have just started really doubling down on video and we're finding that the results are amazing. Uh, We're getting a lot more engagement. We're getting a lot more connection and people actually mention it to me when they see me. They're like, oh, I've seen your videos. I'm seeing your content, which is great because the typical kind of, you know, viewership of content, they say it sits around 6% of your followers on social media actually see your content. So we're finding that more and more people are seeing our content because we're embracing video in our way which is also really important. So I'm going to introduce you to our guest, Ken Okazaki, and he is the video ninja. He seriously, seriously knows his stuff. He is a video marketer. He has so many incredible businesses, but essentially what Ken does is he helps businesses stand out online through video. And we're going to dive into his business journey and also some really practical tips on how to use video better in your marketing in 2023. All right, let's dive in to my interview with the wonderful Ken Okazaki. Well, Ken, welcome to the show. I am so excited to be chatting with you. Before we even hit record, I was like grilling you with questions and then you very graciously said, why don't we just hit record and you just ask me these questions um, live while we do this. And I was like, brilliant. I'm glad this is good. This is a good idea. So I'm really excited to have you on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Tell us about your business. What, what do you do and who do you help? Thanks, Laura. Really glad to be here. I think we planned this like over a month and a half ago. So finally, this is coming full circle. Good to see you. Um, What do we do and how do we help people? So I think the easiest way to describe it is we do full service video content creation as an agency. So everything from uh, auditing social media uh, channels to helping to create content plans to content coaching for uh, like actually performing in front of the camera. we will send you a full video studio so you get a professional setup anytime you need it. Uh, we edit the videos for every platform needed and we deploy it to social media. So as you can imagine, there's like a lot involved and we have, you know, we have a pretty, pretty uh, full team. 
I'm in Japan. I live in Japan. Most of my client base is going to be split between US and Australia. And as are my, my team members themselves and yeah. a few people in Canada, US, Philippines. And that's what we do. So cool. And, and you're kind of, we've met through different like business communities and the thing that's really cool Which one about- was it actually that we first met on? Because I think we're, we overlap in a lot of circles, but where did you first find me? I don't really know. Ken, I've got no <laughs> idea. It's the, it's the wonderful world of the internet. I don't know, but I, I don't know how it happened, but we ended up messaging because I was, I was asking you a question about something. Oh gosh, I can't even remember what it was. And you were like sending me all these details and you were on vacation at the time with your family. And I remember you being like, hey, I'm on vacation, but like, do you want to like, we'll, we'll tee up a time to chat. And then I was like, yeah, perfect. Like <laughs> you should just enjoy your vacation. Um, so I don't even really know how that, how that came about. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, I guess the, the algorithms made us find each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll thank Zuckerberg for that. Yeah, we will. We will. And I think what I love, like as as someone in marketing, I think there's such a, I love what you do because it really solves a big problem that people face where they're like, okay, I know I need to be showing up on video and there's so many layers to the problem of how the heck do I do this? There's the volume thing. There's like, how do I be on all the platforms? What do I do? How do I show up? Then there's like the practicality of like, how the heck do I cut this down? People can spend so much time fiddling, trying to edit things themselves. And then the, the other layer is like, how do I present on video? How do I show up on video Mm -hmm. confidently? How do I engage people? Because for a lot of people, they don't have experience in that. And why should they? It shouldn't come. It's not something that just you have that skill automatically. Mm -hmm. It's something that you learn. So I love that you actually cover off all those bases and then the gear side of things of like, what gear do you need? Yeah, we'll just send you the box. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. So so talk to us about how you've actually, you know, gotten to the point where you're like, right, we're going to do end to end. We're not just thinking about producing a video and then saying bye-bye. Because so many people that, yeah. you know, in our community, they work with a video agency and that's what happens. It's like, hey, here's a video. It looks really good. They get really a nice good. looking video and then that's it, yeah. right? Yeah, it looks nice. Where where are my leads? Where where are my where's my engagement? You know, where's the strategy? And that's it, it's true. I I used to be that guy. I used to show up with a bunch of fancy gear and we shoot a whole bunch of video and like half the time it worked out really well for the client, half the time not so much. And here's the thing. The people who had great systems in place. So I'm talking about, you know, the Tony Robbins, the Dean Graziosis, those kind of people who have their marketing funnels sorted out. They loved it. They just keep hiring me over and over and over again. We keep producing great video because they knew what they wanted and they knew what to do with it. And then we have the the kind of newbies. It's just like, well, you know, Grant Cardone's doing this and so and so's doing this. And I saw this strategy. Could you make that video for me? I said, sure. We'd make that video and they'd take that home and it wouldn't hit because they didn't have the infrastructure in place. So, you know, you're asking like, how did I get to, you know, creating all these, I guess, you know, the entire the process that surrounds video creation and, and marketing. Mm. And it's this every time, uh, you, know, you know, as an agency, clients come and they go, right? Some of them stay for years and years. Some of them stay for maybe just a year or maybe even only six months, which is, I think, the shortest stint we've ever had with six months. And every time someone leaves, I, I'm really, really curious, like, why are you leaving? And sometimes it's simply because their business isn't doing well. 
and you know, or or they're shutting down, or there's new management, and and they <laughs> new guy has a this was interesting. New guy had a nephew who's a videographer who he wanted to you know take that spot. So I was like, oh, yeah. nepotism. Then <laughs> I said that on the call, <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, oh yeah, that's true. It's ne- literally means nephew hiring yes. new nephew. But um, <laughs> there's various reasons, but a lot of the time I found it was because the videos we're producing for them weren't performing the way they wanted. So I remember I had this choice to make. I could either say, well, you know, I could kind of lower my prices so that so I can manage people's ex- expectations. So even if it doesn't perform so well, then they're still going to hire us. Mm. Or I could just go solve the problem up, upstream. And that's yeah. what I've been doing. Like a lot of people are just like, well, the videos look crap because I use, I have my crappy webcam and my, my little, you know, AirBuds, you know, AirPods yeah. picking up the audio and, you know, I, I don't like it. So then we tried, you know, setting up, uh, you know, shopping lists with tutorials that failed. We tried actually hiring local technicians to come to their house and set up their home studios for them. That was hit and miss, you know, depending on where they were and what's available and stuff. And then I created, I said, I'll just build the whole kit, you know, send it to you. And then that's all our, that's everything you need. So that was one solution, the video kit, right? Some people, they, they know what they want to say, but they needed some, some guidance around that or accountability to just show up and talk to the camera. So we added coaching, you know, uh, some people, when it comes to editing, they don't know what they want and they don't know how to direct a video editor and the video editors can't read your mind. Right. So then we have the whole video editing team. So all these things, all these services, uh, when someone comes to us, we just ask, hey, you know, what's your goal? So we know what the outcome is, where you're at right now, and what are all the pieces in between that are needed? So a lot of times they don't know, so we'll fill it in. You know, do you have a content curator who understands your content better than you do mm-hmm. and can tell exactly the exact instructions to the editor on how to cut it? Just like, no, okay, great. You need a curator on the team. We're going to put that in. How's your video setup look like? I can already see right now. It looks like, you know, you know, so how about we send you one of these and we'll create a custom package. And then we've taken the steps to solve the problems before the customer ever realizes they existed. And I so relate to that, Ken, because we used to do um, a VIP day where we would come in and we would go, right, this is your entire marketing strategy from your messaging to your website, to your branding, like all the way to your Facebook ads. And then we'd hand it over to them at the end of the day and they'd be like, great, now, like, how do I do this? And that's when we were like, oh, okay, there needs to be an ongoing coaching element, which is why we started the Next Level Club to meet that need. But I love the idea of, you know, whatever your business model is, I love the idea of actually thinking, well, what's the problem upstream? I love how you said that because it's, you know, if we're only solving one piece of the puzzle, we're also, and you know, that's our zone of genius. We're also kind of handing it back over to them going, you good? <laughs> and they're kind of like, no, I'm not good. I, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And then it, and then it feels like a waste of money. And then you feel mm-hmm. a bit crap too. So I love that you actually went, all right, how can I actually serve my customer better? What, yeah. what was the timeline of you evolving from, I'm a video guy to, no, I'm a, I'm a marketer. So that's interesting that I remember when we started the, the agency, my first clients, what we do, we had a really popular program called 52 and two, where we'd shoot 52 pillar content videos in two days. 
And the way we do that is we'd go to, you know, nice places. You know, we did LA, we did New York, of course, Tokyo, London, Sydney, Melbourne. We did Dublin, I think. Um, But we do is we'd rent a big Airbnb, like one of the luxury ones that are like $5,000 a night, right? And then we'd set it up like a reality TV show. We'd have a 16-person crew come in. So there's, you know, catering, makeup artist. Uh, there's there's uh, a massage person right there. There's a performance <laughs> coach, videographer. Like, we, we made it feel like you're stepping onto a Hollywood set, you know, big, huge camera, big, huge lights and everything. So these, my clients were CEOs of, of companies that just didn't have time. They'd come completely prepped with costume changes and everything and spend two full days with me shoot 52 videos, bang them out, eight different costumes, eight different sets, uh, and then they'd leave. And a couple of weeks later, they'd start getting content every single week, long form, medium form, short form. And this is 2017 I was doing this. So I was, you know, it was quite mm-hmm. early. Yeah. But I'd get like 10 clients back to back in one location and we'd clean this place up and then we'd pack up, take, it was a month on month off. So we'd do one of those. And then, so let's just say we do London, right? And then while my crew is cleaning up and packing that up, I'd be having a break at home here in Japan. And then and then the next month I'd be in LA and then take a break and then New York and then take a break and then Sydney, right? So this was this was my life and I really loved it. It was fun. I got to meet, uh, you know, I don't want to name drop too much, but you know, people that are on TV a lot, uh, yeah. you know, celebrities, politicians, people like that. And so that was version one. And most of these guys had full-blown media teams and advertising teams and they knew exactly what to do with this so i was you know and and word gets around these guys talk to each other yeah covid hits obviously i had to shut this whole operation down i lost like i think i already had like eight months of of stuff booked out which eventually i had to refund everything and that was sad but that's when i started thinking how can i do something better you know not just adapt what i do for online remote but let's make something even better and that's what uh, eventually turned into what we have now, which is 20X Agency, 20xagency.com. That's, uh, you know, if you kind of want to see an overview of it, it's all in there. But that's, uh, that's the evolution of mm-hmm. going from physical showing up, shooting video to now managing a, a team remotely. And, and talk to us about 20X. So how, how does that kind of look and, and what are you kind of working with people on through that side of things? Well, Everything from, uh, okay, I, there's, there's five main elements, right? The client themselves, they're the ones that's got to get in front of the camera, yeah. show their smile, just like you are right now, uh, <laughs> share their knowledge and their experience. Now, what we do, so that's create, right? So once you create that, and going into that before, there might be some things to do with technical setup, which we help with. We'll literally just, we, I just hit the market with a new product called the GoBox Studio. That's a professional video, like recording and streaming studio that will just ship out anywhere in the world. If there's content planning needed, we'll help with that. If there's auditing needed on your social media, we'll do that. That's all prep work, right? So let's say mm-hmm. that's done. You create, send it to our team. We curate. So curate is what most people miss. Like everybody has this experience where they shoot a video and they send it off to an editor and they think the job's done. It comes back and it is only like 20% close mm-hmm to what you were expecting <laughs> or hoping. And then you get kind of frustrated. You put it off at the end of the day, you type up a bunch of, you know, really, really clear instructions to your editor. 
and then you think your job is done. It comes back and it comes from, goes from 20% to 25%. And you're like, this is going to take forever. And then you do it again. You get to maybe 30%. But eventually you settle because getting to 100% is really difficult. And the reason for this is because video editors, they edit. They take instructions from a director, an editing director. They obey them exactly and they get it back, right? And then you're expecting them to make these decisions, mm. right? But you realize that, hey, you're actually the talent in front of the camera. You're the actor, they're the editor, and the role that's missing is the director. The director is the person that has to micromanage every single cut and yeah. understand the result you want, the vision you have, and translate that into instructions for the editor. So that's what we put in place for every single one of our clients is a curator. Their job is to actually you know, learn enough about the clients so that we understand the vision more than the specific, you know, uh, thing that they're saying in the moment, but what's, what's the big vision, right? And then mm. we transcribe every word in every video and tell the editor exactly how it needs to get cut. Uh, and that's curation, right? So client creates, content curation team curates, and then we pass it to the video editor team who's going to generate a whole bunch of content. Uh, long yeah. form for YouTube, uh, medium format, short format, super short format, uh, whatever is on the, the menu for what the client chose. So we got create, curate, generate, and then we actually syndicate, put it out on social media for them, whatever channels are under contract. And, and again, everything I'm saying here, you can pick and choose what you want, like a cafeteria, yeah. we'll create the yeah. plan for you. And it could be a combination of you, your team, my team that gets it all done, right? And then the, the end goal here is to dominate. Like we're talking about three to four posts per day per platform that some of our clients want. And um, we're putting out, you know, from four to 6,000 videos every single month right now using this wow. and just, you know, dominating the, these various platforms and niches for our clients. So yeah. that's kind of the process that we, that we look at. And uh, we just fill in the needs for where our clients have gaps. That is, and, and the curate director role, that yeah. is like, yeah, my mind is kind of like, wow, that totally makes sense. Like, you know, we work with an incredible um, editor and he, thankfully, he is our niche. So we work with creative service providers. So he is like, he'll ask me questions while we're filming because he'll be like, can you go more into that? Because that's really interesting to me. And so thankfully he has like a brain, like his yeah. brain thinks like he has a marketing mindset, but it's so interesting to- Many to times it's hard to find that all in one person, yes. right? Who's a great videographer and an editor and understands your market and you. Yeah. And if you find someone like that, great, hold on to them. 99% of people don't have that person. Don't have that. And the other yep. thing is right now, he's, it, it might be working out great, but that person who does, who does everything, and I don't know if he's, he's watching this right now because he might be editing this piece, right? But he at some yeah. point is going to step up to a, a, a higher position where he's gonna be like, well, you know, I think I could take on more. And then the person who yeah. spends the hours and hours editing the video, he's gotta replace that with someone, right? So and that's yes. where he's got to think about stop being the everything person and be the the, the director of the show. So then, uh, and, and we have a process where where everything gets transcribed and we we have a remote system. But if he gets stuck in the editing role, then those hours and hours and hours are uh. going to be like a low productivity point for him as far as like what his potential is. And that's why you want to break up the tasks to different people. 
Totally. And I think for anyone listening who wants to invest in, you know, video as like a a really important part of their strategy, it's really important, like Ken was saying, to have that curator or even if you recognize, okay, well, maybe that curator for the first little bit has to be me. Like maybe that's, you know, if I can't outsource it, maybe I'm the curator. But just kind of abdicating that role entirely is going to mean that you're left with something. Oh, that's so much frustration. It's, oh. it's a vicious cycle of frustration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I always tried in the past, I was looking for the perfect video editor. I'm just like, this guy doesn't get it out. You know, oh, let's hire a new editor. No, that guy doesn't get it. Oh, this uh-huh. guy's good, but he's too slow. And, and then I just realized, no, it's two different people. It's two different people, totally. the curator and the editor. That's, oh my gosh. The editor, if what, what they need to be like, Nazis, like like grammar yeah. Nazis, and and yes. you know color grading Nazis, and font Nazis, and and like they need to be so good at following instruction and making things look visually appealing. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And then the content curator needs to be so good at finding the what we call notable and quotable. What are you saying Love in this it. three hour talk to you know this conference that's notable and quotable, and how can we frame it up so it portrays the message that's relevant for my audience today. Ah, so good. So you've mentioned, and I love that this is part of, you know, your approach. You've mentioned that your videos should help you to convert and help you to make more sales. How does someone like, A, (laughs) for someone listening who's like, what? I just thought I did like a brand video that cost me $3,000 and that's it. Like I didn't know that that could actually convert and actually make me money. So A, is it actually possible? And B, what are some of the ways that you, you know, strategies that you use to get people to take action through video? Yeah, really good question. So I think that brand videos are have their place in, in a marketing strategy. And our, my clients, when I bring them on, we don't build funnels, we don't run ads, right? Mm. And that's what most agencies do. And we stay clearly into it, just in the creative part. So what we do is gonna help sales and marketing become easier, but we'll never replace it. And generally we don't take people on unless they have a marketing team or unless they have a marketing system. And the way mm. I know is like, hey, for every thousand dollars you spend in ads, what's your ROI? And if someone can't answer me that, then I'll just say, I think you're too early. Because at some point, what's going to happen is you're going to expect these videos to become your marketing machine. And that's not okay. Uh, That's just, uh, it's it's an inordinate amount of pressure to put on something that's unpredictable, right? And business should be predictable. Uh, So with that disclaimer aside, I will say that uh, how to make money with video is number one. A lot of people think, yeah, make that fancy video, put it up under your, your profile or on your webpage. That'll give you about, you know, three days of attention and that's it. And then Mm. producing one every three days is is just not going to work. It's not sustainable unless you've got a really big budget, uh, bigger than most people I've worked with. But what you do have to do is you've got to figure out how to stay daily in people's feeds. And it's a conversation. So because of the fact that anything you put up is going to expire in three to five days, when I say expire, it means that people aren't going to see it anymore. Uh, Then you got to figure out how to get the the super short forms. I'm talking about, you know, the Mm. the 15 to 30 seconds videos. 
daily on TikTok, on Instagram, Reels, YouTube Shorts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is what's going to keep you in people's feeds. Now, how do we make money with this is that whatever your main platform is, let's just say hypothetically it's Instagram Reels, you're going to be able to start creating custom audiences based on who watches these videos. And then when you have something to sell, let's just say, hey, we're running a, uh, a Christmas special, you know, you want, you know, you want clients before Christmas, right? Uh, so what you're going to do is you're going to look for the most engaged audience for those daily videos and only show your ads to them because those yes. are your high converters. Those are the people who are binge watching your content. So there's a mixture of ads where you ask for something and then there's the, the actual branding content, the, the stuff where you're actually solving people's problems and we don't mix the two. You don't start yeah. with, hey, I want to show you, share you three tips uh, on how to close clients without being pushing in sales. Here's step number one, here's step number three, and here's step number four, show up at my event. And like, th- that's, that's what we call, uh, you know, bait and switch, right? You bring someone in on a quick tip and then you try to sell them something. Yeah. It might work once or twice, but you're going to start losing trust with your audience. People are going to start thinking twice before clicking on anything, thinking, is this guy going to trick me into another sales pitch, right? So you don't mix the two. You just give completely in one platform yes. or one format. And when you're selling something in, in the hook, people should know that there's a sale coming. Because if it's not there and it comes later, then they're going to feel like an idiot. And nobody mm. likes to feel like an idiot. That's such a good idea. I'd never thought about retargeting the viewers. And so what makes, you know, the difference between retargeting just a warm audience, someone who's engaged Mm -hmm. with your content versus someone who's watched a video, what's the difference, do you think, between the level of conversion or engagement between those two You know, it's really going to depend on person to person. Like everybody's going to have a different experience. Uh, I think that things that don't need too much education – it doesn't matter as much. Let's say, for example, yeah. a new fridge, right? <laughs> and this is yeah. something that's so abstract to us right now. But it, you know, we have fr- you know fridges fifty percent off. Grab it, you know, Black Friday deal. Um, anybody's going to see that, and if they have a fridge that's outdated, then there's a good chance they're going to grab the deal. You know, because you, they don't need education. What's a fridge, and why do I need a new fridge? Nobody yeah. needs that. They just know, <laughs> hey, right? But then if it's something like, uh, you know, how to set up a an automated client acquisition system for your dental practice (laughs) in Melbourne. Now that's, you know, if you spread that out to the world, there's going to be a really, really small amount of people who even understand what you're talking about. Right. And in those cases, you know, the, the more you're niched down, the more specific it is and the more specialized your services, the more important it is to guard every dollar and make sure that only the right people are seeing it. And that's when we do things like retargeting, warm audiences and things like that. Yeah, oh, that's that's really cool. Okay, so what's your view? <laughs> what's your view on- Is, is this, a, am I going, is, is, am I, do I, should I, <laughs> am I getting too technical, too no, basic? No, no. You, no, what you're saying is, is amazing. I am laughing because I'm about to ask you a loaded question. Um, loaded question on <laughs> yeah. blonde ladies with glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm about to ask you. What's your view on adapting and adopting to like the trends on Instagram and TikTok? How do you guys approach that? 
Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, there's a lot of different trends. There's there's this uh, phrase that I hear a lot. Uh, I think Gary might have been the first one to say it. Gary V. It's you do mm. you, right? And it, what that means is don't try to be someone else. And when you hear it, you know, off off the nose, it sounds like, oh yeah, that's you know motivational, and I need to stop being someone else. But when you get in front of the camera, you're like, what what is me? You know, like sh should I talk about my grandmother's, you know, apple pie recipe that I really loved. Like, how do you do more of you, right? And that's yeah. a question I wrestled with for a long time because I think I've kind of figured out my personality and what I'm confident talking about. But there's a lot of people who struggle finding that. And then they go see a 16 year old doing a TikTok video with a bikini on and they're, and they're 45 and they're just like, well, I don't know if I should do that. You know, like there's, there's just things that are yeah. appropriate for different. And then some people break those barriers and they do really well. So there's just all this information. Um, here's how you do you. You ready for this? And if there's one thing in this podcast that you take away, I think this is, I've seen the biggest difference in my client's work. It's called auditing. All right. So in the beginning, you're going to put out whatever the heck you want. I don't care what it is. Um, Laura, you could talk about how you do your hair. Um, you could talk about your favorite <laughs> coffee spot. You could talk about your favorite client. You could talk about the, the biggest fails you had. Doesn't matter. Put out at least 20 videos uh, a month, okay? Now what's gonna happen is one month after the last one goes out, you're gonna look and grade all the videos, top to bottom. Which one performed the best, which one performed the worst, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, what you put out there is just you, but you don't know what version of you is gonna connect with your audience yet. We're just putting everything out, but we're going to look at the bottom 10%. And if you have a virtual assistant, you could, uh, this is, we have a whole process for this. Um, my, my guys, you should take about, you know, a day or two per channel per client. And we do this for them, but you're going to look at the bottom 10% and figure out what are the outlier patterns? What do these have in common that the rest of the videos don't have that's mm -hmm. causing them to fail. And we do this, this is the same for the top 10%. Now, here are some interesting things that I found. Uh, I had a client and every time he looks, you know, he's looking dead in the camera and talking straight, like as if to the viewer, like I am right now, his videos conversions started going up. And the ones yeah. where it was the lowest performer, he's like this looking off camera. And I was just like, that's great. And then I thought this was a universal pattern. So then, mm -hmm. but then there was another client, exact same thing. He's looking right at the camera on some of the videos, some of them he's doing interview opposite effect. When he's looking off camera, he has higher conversions. When he's looking right at the lens, the conversions went down. So, so now I'm realizing, wait, wait, this is specific per person, right? There are things like when you, some people, when they talk about their personal life and their personal journey, their conversions go up. Other people, it goes down. Yeah. Some people, when they talk about money, conversions go up. Other people go down. And then the more data that we gathered, because we're doing thousands of videos every single month and we audit everything on their social media channels, I realized, wait a sec, this is how you do you, is you put stuff out and you realize what's your version of yourself that the audience wants to see more of. It could be little things, wearing more red, talking faster, talking slower, but you're, you're gonna start just looking at the data and realizing what about you is working. And everybody has a different code, a different code that they need to discover and then lean more into. So then what we do is for the bottom 10%, we make a checklist. We tell our client, okay, number one, 
uh, you need to stop doing outdoor walking and talking shots because those are not working. Number two, stop talking about your dog. He is so cute, but he's making the conversions go down. Number three, uh, talk more about personal relationships with people. Great. So, uh, and here's what you need to do more of. Number one, uh, talk more about money. Number two, when you dress in a business suit, it converts better. Number three, don't look right at the camera, look off camera, preferably have somebody else interviewing you. So yeah. then that's wow. month number one. So we shave off the bottom performers and we do more of the top. And then yeah. we do it every single month. And that's how you do you. That's how you find your voice and your own personal style without doing stupid TikTok dances. I mean, if you want to go ahead, do the dances and, and then yeah. test the data, test yeah. the freaking data. Don't put it up and say, hey, that felt great. I can do it again. I mean, if, if you want to do social media to feel good and you know share your hobbies, that's one thing. If you're doing it for business, then you need to audit. Yeah. That's such a good point because I'm curious too, like one of our most viewed reels is mm -hmm. it it's about nothing. Like it's just funny and it's like a seven second reel. And like when I saw, oh, that, that got loads of views, like way, way mm -hmm. more than any of our other videos. But can I track any sort of conversion or any sort of impact matter. on my bottom line? And like, I can't see that because it actually means nothing. So it's a funny thing to think if you're chasing, I guess, the metrics of like how many views you get. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like for me, I was like, I could be getting views from anyone. I've got no idea who is even, if they're even my ideal clients. But think about this. Okay, for example, when you bring on a client, um, they, they invest in you for, for coaching, right? Mm. And have, have you ever invested in somebody else for their coaching services? Yes. Out of curiosity. Yeah. yeah, you have, right? And that, this is a, a rhetorical question. But if it's anything more than $10,000 that you're investing, 99% chance before you put your credit card number in and hit send or confirm, you're going to go check out their social media. Or maybe you did already. And if you see there's current content that's actually being engaged or is at least entertaining, then the likelihood of you going through with the deal is much higher than not. So. Yeah. Everything you put out there, maybe it's that that bit is just showing your personality. But if I'm about to work with you and I see that you're putting out a lot of content and you're getting two or three views, probably your own or your mom, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, or, or likes per video, then my confidence in you drops slightly. I'm just like, well, it, I, I, I don't really have a logical reason why I shouldn't give you money because your social media isn't doing well. But it's just one metric of how well is this person actually doing for themselves, mm. right? And if it's not current, if it's not getting engaged, that is a is a demerit that works against you in converting that sale. So right. that's another way you got to look at stuff is the high engagement, whether or not it's related to, directly to what you do, is yeah. going to get you more sales. And that's the reason. And this is uh, this is kind of a, a different topic here slightly. That's the reason people who post photos of Lambos and Ferraris or, or their, you know, 16 year old, you know, body, you know, they get more conversions because that's got nothing to do. Like the fact that I own a Ferrari, which, which I don't, by the way, but if I did own a Ferrari, that's not going to affect how well I can help you convert with video. But if I did put a Ferrari in my profile photo and I had a bunch of engagement, it would get more sales. I just, I just know it would. Yeah. So right. let's tone down the Ferrari a little bit and use engagement as the metric that builds people's confidence in you. Yeah. And that's a good point because one of our big things that we tell people is 
like one of our content pillars is entertain. We really think, hey, like people are on social media to be entertained. They're on there to connect with people. So in terms of your strategy, so you're kind of saying that doing videos that don't necessarily directly link or sharing content that doesn't necessarily directly link to your services or to your niche, it's there's still value in that because it's giving this more well-rounded picture of who you are and it's increasing that authority. Exactly. It's increasing authority. That's what it is. Mm. Um, well, I, I paid a lot of money for coaches and consulting and a lot of times I show up to these events. I just I just came back from a, a three-week tour in the US, different events and stuff. I show up to these events and I'm not even in the room when they're teaching. <laughs> what I am doing is I'm hanging out with other cool people who are kind of attracted to this personality vibe and we hang out with each other. Like I show up there and uh, I was in San Diego with a whole bunch of internet marketers. What were we doing? We were going out and eating tacos you know, on, on, in the afternoons, partying all night. And then in the morning, you know, we'd kind of show up and say, Hey, you know, and, and we pick up the swag, you know, show our faces, you know, we got our badge. It's like, yo, and then, and then we'd head out. Right. And here's the thing. I didn't buy that ticket, that membership for the content. I bought it for the community. Mm -hmm. And when people buy into you, the community is the vibe, it's the culture. People buy the culture. Who are you? And they want to get closer to you. Now there are people who just want the data. That's fine. Yeah. But that's a minority of people. Yeah. That's it's not the majority. The data is what's gonna work with the left side of the brain to to say, yes, you should open your wallet and give them money. That's yeah. you know, that you need some of that justification, right? But the emotion, the feeling that you give people is what people buy. Yes. So good. Okay, can we talk for a second about presenting? So if I'm sitting down and I'm like okay, cool. I'm going to create some videos. I want to create some educational content. I want it to really connect, but I'm a bit nervous about how do I even start my sentences? How do I end my sentences? How do I show up? How do I carry myself? What are your tips for presenting well on video? Yeah, really simple. Um, Are we talking about super short form or medium form? Okay. Let's yeah. let's go with medium form format yeah. content. I have a, a format. It's called Hilda. It's really simple. Uh, think of it like having five cue cards, right? Yeah. And the thing about video is there's this magical thing called editing. And we're going to leverage that in order to make your performance easier. A lot of people think they have to queue up all their ideas, memorize it, and then just stare at the lens and get it all the way through. And if they hiccup one time throughout, then they got to go back and do it again. That's not how we do it. Yeah. We have five sections. Uh, the first one is hook introduce the second one, lead, deliver, ask. So in the beginning, uh, I'd say come up with like three different ways you're going to open up the the conversation. So um, give me an example. What is is something that you feel knowledgeable? I'm going to walk you through this, Laura, actually. Okay. Oh, I love this. Um, Okay. Give me one sec, actually. I'm going to get my iPad so I can take notes. Okay. Um, One thing I feel knowledgeable about would be your content strategy content plan for Instagram. Okay. Let's say, let's say that's our thing. Okay. And if you were to take the content plan and kind of break that up into, uh, let's say three major steps. Like for example, if I'm building a house, I can say, Hey, number one, uh, get the plan down, right? Number two, build the foundation. Yeah. Number three, build what's on top. Like, so yeah. content plan, what, what would you say is the, 
you know, how do you do a content plan without giving away all the little details? Well, I've got four steps. Four steps is better than three? Four steps. <laughs> four steps is better than three. I would say um, you've got to identify your four content pillars. So the content pillars that we use are educate, um, inspire and connect, entertain and offer. Okay. Yeah. Inspire, connect, entertain, offer. Okay. And then, yeah. so once you get the four content pillars, what's the next thing? Next thing is we fill in the educate pieces first because we, if we can do one of those a week, we're winning. So we, we identify, okay, let's do four for the month. Then we want to identify, okay. then we actually batch the entertain and inspire and connect content because it's easy. Okay. And that's still step two here. That's step. I'd probably say that's step three. Oh, step three. Okay. Batch. Yeah. And it's batch once a month. Yep. Okay. And what's step four? And step four is identify your core offers for that month. So what are you inviting people to do to take action? Okay. Tell me about somebody who recently you walked them through this process and they're over the moon happy with the results you got for them. Now, don't tell me their name. Put this person <laughs> in your mind right now. You got him? Let me think. Yeah, I think so. I think okay. I've got him in my mind. So I'm going to give you some lightning round questions here. Is it a man or a woman? It's a woman. Okay. Yeah. Age, uh, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s? Uh, 30s. Okay. Kids? No. No kids. Uh, married, boyfriend? Married. Married. Okay, yep. good. And what's what's her occupation? Uh, well, she runs her own business. I, I probably, I can't really say what her business is because <laughs> people would okay. know what it is straight away. Okay, business owner. Yeah. Okay. And when she came to you, before you helped sort out her content creation, what was her biggest frustration in her words? What did she say she wants help with? She couldn't streamline her content. That was a big thing of like, she felt okay. like every single week she was having to like come up with ideas, then design the content in Canva and then publish it. And then she was back at square one the following week. Okay. Uh, what's another one? She couldn't streamline. And what else? I think coming up with creative ideas was another one. It's really struggling to figure okay. out. So she had a yeah. bit of a creative block. Uh-huh. If there's a third one, what would it be? Uh, not wanting to be the face of the brand was another one for her. Okay. She was happy to show up, okay. but she didn't want it to be all her. Now that you worked with her and you took her through this four-step process, and obviously we're talking about her now, so hopefully she's happy. Uh, <laughs> what would you say, like she couldn't streamline this process. What's it look like right now? So she came to you and she had a struggle streamlining. Well, now she has a content pillars. She knows exactly what she needs to produce every week. Um, okay. She's been able to hire someone to actually produce it and manage it for her. So she's just involved in the high value content, so the educational content. And now she just knows that she's being consistent. Okay. And she had a creative block before. How's that looking right now? Well, it becomes like she only has to really think about one of the content pieces for each week because the rest of it is kind of, uh -huh. um, there's a framework to follow. There's a structure. So her person who she's hired can actually, you know, follow the brief and kind of do it themselves. Cause there's a really clear, it's like train tracks. There's like a really clear 
model that she's working with. Um, this is good. Yeah. So now she she doesn't. The only creative thing she has to do is really think about the subject matter of the content, not the well. How's it going to look? How do I design it in Canva? How do I produce it? She's she's actually got templates and she's got someone else producing it for her. Great. Yeah. You said that she didn't want to be the face of the content. Yeah. What's yes. has that changed at all? Um, yeah. So now she still does part of the content herself, um, but the mm-hmm. other parts she has her other content, like the content manager that she has now, um, is also happy to be on camera and and do that content as well. So it kind of it it's worked out super well for her. Okay. So basically, we have two people who are the face now, right? Yeah. Okay. And the community for her is really big. So she wanted to make sure that she was connecting with the community and that it wasn't, that's why she didn't want to be the face of it because she wanted it to feel more like a community rather than just her personal brand. Okay. Tell me one thing about her that kind of makes her unique. When I say that, it's like, does she have curly red hair? Does she have piercing eyes? Is she super bubbly? Does she laugh all the time? Just give me something. Uh, I think something that makes her unique, she's very warm, friendly, and I think she just really, really cares about her community. And she works with a really specific niche. So um, it's a very tight-knit community. So she's just like on the ground floor, loves, loves, loves her people. Okay. Now, Laura, you've probably done this a million times, but what's, what's your line? Who do you help and how do you help them? I help creative service providers scale their business. Okay. I'm loving this, Ken. You've put me on the spot, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I think that, uh, and you can steal this, by the way, what I'm about to do right now. Okay. Uh, so, and do you go by Laura or Laura Higgins? Uh, I go by Laura like or Lala. You... People in business Lala. call me Lala. Mm. Um, and so do my nieces and nephews <laughs> as well. I love it. Love it. Okay. So you can see here. Uh, you can't really see, but I took a whole bunch of notes. And what I'm going to do is I'm not going to be looking at the camera. Yeah. Actually, so I've got the, the five sections here. Uh, okay. Actually, you can't really see it, but it says hook, H-I-L-D-A. Uh-huh. And what I do is my my content coaches run through this process. And then my clients, they walk away with five blocks of content. And all they need to do is look at the camera and remember what to say for 30 <laughs> seconds at a time. Yeah. And then my editor stitch it all together. So it's seamless. Excuse me one second. So um, what I'm going to do is is uh, just walk through this from the top to bottom, one section yeah. at a time, and the editors will stitch it together. So I'm going to play you. If Lala was an Asian dude, <laughs> <laughs> then this yes. is what Lala might look like. Okay. And I see we're coming like close on the hour. So I think we'll have just enough time to do this. Love so it. the opening hook is going to be a bit of a story here. Okay. Um. All right, three, two, one. Do you ever get creative block when creating your content? I want to share a quick story about somebody who I worked with who was completely stuck and overwhelmed creating her content, and now she has somebody else helping her. On top of it, she only has to think of the ideas and the rest of the process is taken care of. Let me share that in a sec. Hook done. Now we're going to introduce myself. One, two, three. By the way, my friends and customers call me Lala. Wait, let me, creative service provider. Okay, three, two, one. By the way, what I do is I help creative services to get provider scale. Okay. 
Three, two, one. What I do is I help creative service providers to scale their business up quickly. My customers, my clients, and my friends, they all call me Lala, so you can call me that too. Let's jump into it. Okay, block two is done. And here's the third part. So here's what I promised to tell you about. I was working with this person, and I'll tell you what, she's in her 30s, she's a woman. She has a really successful business. Now, here's the thing. If you ever meet her, you're gonna find out she's the most warm and loving person, especially to the people in her niche and her community, but she came to me because she had a very specific problem. Now, I'm gonna share with you what was the before and after situation, but before I do that, let me talk to you about the results. So we went through a really simple four-step process and I take all of my clients through this same process and I wish more people would do it. I'm gonna share with you the process, but you're not gonna know how important or how impactful it's gonna be for you until you know what it did for her. Right. So let's talk about what it did for her. So here, I got a list right here. Number one, when she came to me, she said that she can't streamline her process because she's the one in the middle of it all. And she felt overwhelmed by the whole thing. Right. And she had a creative block because honestly, she's running a business. She's thinking about money, team and all the different things that go into running a business. It's tough to be creative on demand. And on top of it, she didn't want to be the person stuck being the face of the brand and it only being her carrying all the weight on her shoulders. It was just a bit too much. So if you're feeling like this, you're gonna to wanna to keep watching because this is what she told me. After we took her through these four steps, this is what she told me the transformation looked like. So number one, now she knows exactly what to produce and has a helper. And all she has to do is think of the high level strategy, the process and the helper, the team takes care of the rest. Okay, that's just number one. Number two, she wasn't from having a creative block to only once per week, all she has to do is she has to get herself on the train track. The train track is a metaphor for a one-way road that's gonna take her from point A to point B and make sure she gets there without falling off the track. And that's what the system does. And all she has to do is literally program, hey, I wanna to go to this station. And the system takes her there. And that's how she feels her content creation plan is working around it now. Now, here's the third thing. Remember I said that she didn't want to be the face. Now she has somebody else that help her is also an additional face. Therefore, she is no longer burdened with, for example, maybe missing a vacation with her kids or her family. She's not burdened with having to be the only content creator. There's somebody else who knows her brand, who understands her systems and is following the same system and can also appear in front of the camera. So by now, you're salivating, I know, because these kind of results are what every content creator slash business owner wants. What are the four steps? So I want you to write this down, but before before you jump into it, some of you, if, if as I read this, you're saying, oh, I knew that. If that's you, stop right now, because if you know that, but you're still experiencing some of the things I just described above that she was, then you're not actually doing it and you need to actually do it. So number one is you need to understand what the four content pillars are. Now, I could go into a lot of details here. If you don't know what they are and you haven't been following my content, click down below, I got a gift for you. That's gonna give you an overview to get started. That's the first thing we sorted out. Second thing is you got to start batching stuff once a week. If you've been watching my stuff and you haven't been doing this yet, then maybe you need some guidance and some coaching and accountability. If that's you, I've got a gift for you down below and it's gonna help you get started. And number three is, he, sorry, one, you need to put out content once a week. Uh, I got that mixed up. I got to jump to the next one, batch once <laughs> a month. Fine. And number four, you got to know what is your core offer. What's the core offer? Here's a great example. If you want to see an example of a core offer, just scroll down below. I've got a whole bunch of examples that I use for myself. If you want a quick tutorial on how to create your own, there's a gift for you down below as well. So here's the thing. If you made it this far and you realize that these four steps are what you need, and maybe you already knew this, but you need someone to help you actually implement it and walk you through and hold your hand, or maybe even install the same systems for you like I did for my client, then click down below. I will show you how to walk 
through that entire process. It's a free gift for you. Just click it. Other than that, I'll see you in the next video. And we're done. Ken, <laughs> you, make me want, you make me want to buy the, the thing. And it's my thing. Yeah, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we interview our clients. Hook, introduce, lead, deliver, offer. So the lead is the is an art, right? And it's really an art of uh, getting people to segue from a story, right? A real story of a real person without giving away too much details and to actually desiring to get the solution, which is the deliver, the D. Mm, cool. Oh, that's so, so helpful. And so then when you're actually filming, like when your clients are filming that, or, you know, when I go in to film my next thing of content, I'm going in and I'm just saying that first, the, the hook is like so the first 30 seconds. Do them one at a time and the editor yeah. stitch it together. That's so and good. And the editors also get the notes, right? So they, yeah. they understand where the client's coming from and how to structure it. Oh, that's so helpful because I feel like totally I, we use the teleprompter and I find, and I just use dot points, but I'm still like, once I get on, I'm like, I'm not stopping and I'll go for 15 minutes and it's kind of podcast vibe. So it's casual or whatever, yeah. but even still, I think I stop, I forget to breathe. <laughs> so I think mm. that's, that's such, such a okay. good structure. Well, thank you so much, Ken. Honestly, there is so much wisdom. Where can people follow you, find you and connect with you? Look, just search Ken Okazaki on any social media channel. Uh, other than that, uh, 20xagency.com is where you can uh, find out more about what my agency does. Or if you go to goboxstudio.com, that's where uh, you can find out about our home studios that we just send anywhere in the world. Incredible. Well, thank you so much, my friend. It's been wonderful to connect with you. We'll chat with you very soon. Well, there you have it, my friends. That is the play-by-play -play for this week. We've got all the links, as always, all the links to Ken's socials, to his websites. All of those things are in the show notes. So check him out. Definitely give him a follow on Instagram. He puts together some really awesome content, as you can imagine. And he's really, really practical and helpful. So make sure you follow Ken on Instagram and be sure to check out everything he's doing in 20X Agency. Oh my goodness, it sounds awesome. Well, I hope that you have a wonderful week. I will see you back here. Actually, Merry Christmas. I just realized that the next time we speak, Christmas will be the next time we speak, the next time I speak and you listen. <laughs> Christmas will have been and gone, which is crazy. Uh, we're kicking on all the way through the break with podcast episodes. So you can tune in while you're hanging out on the beach or chilling with family or hiding from your kids, whatever that looks like. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and a beautiful new year. As always, have an incredible week and go get them. <laughs>